You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Hello and welcome to the Finnish Football Show. Today it's our absolute pleasure to welcome another special guest to the show, a versatile left-sided player with two Veikkaus Liga championships and a Suomen Cup to his name, a Finland international with 20 caps, Terve Tola, Juha Pirinen. Thank you, thank you so much. Kiitos, kiitos. It's, um, it's a great pleasure to have you with us, Juha. We've, um, we've been talking about the idea of, uh, of trying to get you onto the show for, for quite some time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's great it's great to finally have you here. So uh, thanks for thanks for giving us your your Sunday evening and and spending a bit of time to talk through your career and um, yeah and chat with us, mate. We really appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me for the show. Really no appreciate problems. it. No problems. I mean, um, yeah, we if we if we start most recently, you've you've recently completed the Greek Super League season. I believe you're you're back home in Finland now on your holidays. Um, yeah, but Greek Super League, your your Volos FC side made it into the top six, um, and you complete competed in the championship playoff. So, I mean, that must have been super exciting for you guys. Um, you featured in over half of this season's games yourself for Volos. Um, how did you find the the whole Greek football experience, Juha? Uh well, I last uh, I signed there last summer. It was amazing. Uh... Amazing to sign there, you know. It was amazing season. Also, as as you said, uh, we end up in the top six in the playoffs. Uh, we made a history as a team. It was it was like great season for us. Everybody was really happy, you know. Like it's it's the new team, but still we made it. And and like also the owner was really happy. The way we played and the way we performed, it was it was really good. And as you said, I also played 24 matches, and, and I'm 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 really happy that uh, the the minutes and how I perform, it was it was fun season. How are those crowds yeah, I mean, no. out in out in Greece? Ha! Ah, it was amazing. You know, this the last game of the season was against Ike Athens, and and you know it was amazing atmosphere. Like 40,000 people, they had a like fireworks bombs like totally different totally different than in let's say in scandinavia <laughs> uh, they are they are so fanatic and and also you know like if they if they win us or play draw they will become a champion and they did it in in the in the last game of the of the season and there was also a lot of people outside the stadium because the obviously the game was sold out and all of them couldn't Enter the stadium, so so they stayed outside, and you could you could hear them chanting outside. Also, it was uh, yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. It's a, it's crazy. I mean, um, with uh, anyone who, who follows you on Instagram, will be sure to see you your your posts and the way that you put the behind the scenes pictures from what happens from the dressing room and and on the pitch, and it, sometimes there's photos of of the fans and stuff. So yeah, that's. That's some really great stuff you put on there, mate. It really gives us like a, a a look behind the curtain to see the 
the life of the football experience over there in Greece, mate. So yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also, it was uh, just before the before the match. You know, like we came in, came in into the field, and you know, like we were waiting for the the kickoff, but they were they were they 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 were too much like smoke or something. Smoke. We couldn't. Yeah, it was like fifteen minutes late, you know, because too much <laughs> too much fireworks, you know, like it's the yeah. commentator started to to say that stop, stop, like <laughs> setting those fireworks up, you know, like we cannot start the game before you guys stop it. Uh, it took like maybe fifteen minutes, you know. It was, it was. Yeah, I, I saw some uh, picture from the from the sky, you know, like the, the whole stadium was like in a, in a smoke. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, um, yeah, we love we love all that stuff, and to hear about the different atmosphere across the world from from you guys and and uh, the other Finnish players, it's it's so it's so interesting. But if I can take you back to the beginning, Juha, um, yes, you were born in born in Valjeakoski, I believe. Um, played junior football at the the classic Finnish club FC Hakka. Um, I read somewhere that your your uncle Yuka was a, also a professional footballer with Hakka and FC Ilves in Tampere there back in the seventies and eighties. Um, was there a big football influence in your family? Did your uncle influence you in in choosing football as a sport? Yes, yes, and also my my dad was playing in the eighties. I think he played for FC Hakka like eighty five matches or something <laughs> like that. And I, and then also my uncle was. He was bigger name, you know. He was playing uh, in FC Hakka and also in Ilves, like you said. And also, I think he had uh, some caps in a national team. But um, yeah, as as I started to walk, my my dad uh, just throw the ball to me, and we started to play, you know, with my brothers. Like it was we all all what we did was like with my big brother and his friends. We just played football, you know, and and also had like another two 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 brothers, twins. They are five years younger than me, so all my like young age, I have played football with all my brothers and their friends, and that was basically it. Like you know, it's a small city, you know, nothing to do, you know. It's you just play football. <laughs> you go out, you just go out and play. So we could, um, if you, if your dad was still involved, we could almost have a Pirin and five side team just with you guys, just your immediate family, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mark. Yeah. We didn't get that, mate. That's it. No one wants to be the goalie in that side. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, so I, I think I, I think I was maybe one year a goalie. Also, okay. same time, but then I think something happened. You know, like I think I, my father said, "You are not going to be the goalie or something." I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just kicked the ball too hard, and I and I realized that oh, this is not my job. Yeah, know? yeah, that's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> so after yeah. after coming through the FC Hakka Juniors, you um you made it to the first team, which must have been absolutely amazing. But you hadn't played too many games um, for Hakka, and then a, a transfer to Tampa United came along. Um, what was the driving force behind that transfer, and and was it hard to leave Hakka after growing up there? Yes, it was. But um, I was at that moment. I was thinking like, what's the right step for me? Like the year before, I make only one year contract. They offer me three, but I was thinking like, I'm young, you know. Like I start with one, and and then. In the end of the season, 
I was thinking like, what's what's the best for me? And I got offer from uh, from uh, Tampere, and I knew that I knew that I have a possibility to play in the second league. They have a reserve team in the second league, and that was the the whole idea that if somehow I don't, my first goal was to play in the, in, of course, in the Tampere United. But the plan B was that if I don't play so much, I'm still like really young, 17. Then I can play, let's say, in the like a second league, and that would be really good to me. Instead of playing in the juniors, still like if if I stay in FC Haka and if I don't make it and I don't play regularly every week, and then I need to play in the juniors. And I was thinking that this is better move to me if I just if I don't make it to the top then I can start with the second league and then I will make it. But um, yeah, that's, that's the, basically the, the story behind it. So it was, it was to test yourself in, in the men's football rather than staying in the, in the, with the juniors. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, um, through 2009 and 2010, you made your way into that Tampa United first team making um, 11 appearances in your first season and then 24 in your second. Did you yes. feel that 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 the move had paid off for you, obviously, then, and you were developing as a player by, by going up into playing men's football with Tamu? Yes, yes. And also, you know, like in the big picture, if you think about you go out of your comfort zone, out of your hometown, bigger city, different team, you know, it's it's like the whole package is different, you know, like you have to push yourself. You don't know the players, you don't know the coach. Everything is like new, you need to survive. It's it's. I think it's still play out, you know, like it's not just a, one or two seasons 15 years ago. It's still, you know, like back then when I make these moves, they pay out now, you know, to, yeah. be, the pra- to, to be brave and, you know, like just, just be brave to go out of your comfort zone and, and yeah, so on. Did you did you discuss those things with your father, Juha? Was that was that a sort of conversation that you had about leaving home at such an early age to go to a different city? Yes, we had a lot of lot of uh, uh, we we talk a lot, you know, like always. We were open and we communicate, you know, and and that's I think it's still it's still like this, you know, like we talk a lot about uh, the moves and transfers and the games, you know, and the you know everything about life generally, you know, and football also. Yeah, um, because of the um, financial situation at Tampere United, by 2011, you found yourself back at Haka. Um, did it feel good to be heading back to your boyhood club after your experience in Tampere? Yes, I felt like now I'm ready, you know, like they they told me that now I can, maybe I have a bigger role to me, you know, and I, I felt like, okay, now it's time to come back and I want to play, you know, and and I have chance to play also. And then I think it was at that moment, I felt like, okay, now it's the right thing to do and right time to come back home, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your perspective on the, on the financial situation at Tamu when you were there as a player at the time? Were you aware of things going on around you or was it did it come as a surprise actually i think i left a little bit earlier than when everybody started to talk about it but i okay. remember i was i was negotiating with them and and i heard something that they have some some fine, some guy or some sponsor 
mm. who might have a lot of money and who can bring a lot of money in the team. But um, back then, I didn't know that that's the the guy from Singapore or, mm. or whoever. I, I don't even remember anymore the story. But, you know, it was back then, it was like just that I was thinking, should I leave or I have an offer from FC Haka? Mm. And then they were telling me to wait a little bit. But then I made the move back to FC Haka. And then in the spring, you know, it came out that... Seems, seems like you had a lucky, up. lucky escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. It, yeah, it's, I mean, it's um... interesting for me because, like, I, I, I follow uh, obviously football in Finland, but also in the lower leagues in the UK, and you see a lot of lot of clubs going through bad financial situations, and a lot of these are caused by owners making promises that they don't live up to. Mm. And um, I don't know, Keke, do you listen to this Price of Football podcast? Yeah, I have done sometimes, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm addicted to it. I can't can't get enough, like, hearing people <laughs> talking about what's going on, the finances of football. And, mm. and you know, that you see the headlines in the papers, but then you get the, the, the background. So it's kind of interesting to, to hear that this, you know, this is a similar situation 13 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, the uh, we speak extensively about the um the financial issues that some Finnish clubs have you know what I mean but um but yeah I mean it's great to see that Tamu got their act together and they've still got a fantastic support and those guys are those guys are working their way back up through the league so mm. it's um yeah it's all good for them but getting back to your your own story you have by by 2015 you were on the move again um this time making the trip to the far north to Lapland to sign for Rops. Um, your first season at Rops saw you play 31 league games and chip in with five goals and three assists. Do you feel that you were becoming an established Bakehouse Liga player at that time? Uh, after the season, yes, but not before. <laughs> it was it 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 was it was actually a difficult time to me also. I was playing in Muba for one year mm. and yeah. I signed and I and I and I signed the second year because I, I really made a good season. And then you know, like what happened was that we they couldn't apply this uh, license, they couldn't yep. get it. So so then, I think in the end it was like a, they had to file the bankrupt or something, you know. And and I need to find a new club in the in the end of the January. And it was crazy. We had a lot of juniors there in the Mupa in 2015, and I was like devastated to find a new club, you know. And they said, okay, you can go for free even if you have a contract. And then, in the end, uh, Malinen called me, and then I found myself from the from the Lapland. And yeah, like <laughs> you said, it was it was amazing season. But the, maybe the people that doesn't remember that we started really badly. I think first three four games we lost all, and I think it was the League Cup final, and then the first three games in the in the league, and also we lost in the cup. And and after that we changed the formation everything, and then all of a sudden we started to get points, and then we, then we just kept winning all the time, you know. And then, but it was not easy. And after the summer, maybe the last ten games we were really good. Like we had a chemistry, we had a connections between the players, you know. We find the like really good 
attacking play and defensive play. Everything was like working really well, but in the beginning of the season, it didn't look like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, as you said, you know, it was uh, it was a tough start, but you guys really became a force to be reckoned with after after that change in formation and 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 things started to click. Rob really did become become a force to be reckoned with and. Um, during your time there, you narrowly missed out on the 2015 championship. I believe that was just by by one point. Um, Who asked you? Cool. Second, yeah, Essie. Thank yeah, you. He had, Thank you very he much. had to get that one in. <laughs> I had to get that one in. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. And then, um, but your second place finished uh, meant that you were able to play in Europe. Um, Rops eased past Shamrock Rovers in the Europa League first qualifying round, but eventually succumbed to a Croatian side NK Loko Motiva in the second round. Um, did you feel that perhaps that that Rob side could have or should have gone a little bit further in in Europe? And were you yourself enjoying that second taste of European football? Well, it was it was really nice to play in the Europe also uh, with with Rob's and and uh, it was it was all, also like I felt that we we didn't play so well in the second year. Like we had a amazing in the like the end and like in the end of the season, the 2015, and then we lost a couple of good players, you know, and maybe I felt like 2016 we didn't have so good team, and the chemistry was not there. But still, we I think it was okay season for us, but but it was not like 2015, and that's the that's the many times the problem that. When you make amazing season, you cannot keep your you cannot keep all the key players, and when you get to the qualified to the Europe, then you have already missed a couple of players and you don't have them anymore. And then when you are a small club, you come from Finland, it's really difficult to compete in the Europe, and you have to you have to play really well as a team, you know. To, to, to make it and you have to keep to all the best players or you have to get another really good replace like the players who replace the, sure. the players who leaves yeah I mean just for, for as you said you know for a, a so-called smaller nation on the European stage Finland to have clubs even competing in European competition must be for you yourself as a player to walk out representing your club in Europe, it must really be a special feeling, though. Yes, yes, so, uh, it is, it is. I was, 2008, the first time when I was playing FC Haka, we, we played in the U. I think it was UEFA back yeah. then, you know, and I was also in, I remember when we played Cork City, I think, at home, and then we played in Prontpur away, I was there also, and but I never get any minutes, but um, I was there, you know, like, and that, mm. I was thinking that someday I want to play these games, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, your 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 own good form at Rops saw you um, rewarded with a call-up to the Finland national team. Um, you'd been involved in some under-19 squads, I believe, but how did it feel you had to get that call from Hans Bakker, if indeed it was Hans Bakker who called you to say yeah, that... Um, yeah. You would join up with the the A national team. How how did that feel? Well, it was great honor. You know, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was funny. Uh, I was actually I already booked the flights to Dubai for two uh, <laughs> two weeks with my with, with with my girlfriend or now it's wife, but um back then it was girlfriend. And 
and then I got just before the Christmas I got a phone call that I'm I got the you know call up for the national team and I was like oh fuck. I have a <laughs> I was I remember that I was in the house I was watching my my wife and I was thinking that like she was looking at me like what's going on I was thinking like. I was just thinking about the dates, you know. I am the Dubai, first seven, eight days. And then I need to go to Abu Dhabi, you know, for the national team. And I was like, how can I do this? Because I have a vocation for 14, 15 days, you know. And then in the end, I was... <laughs> they are still laughing at me because the first time the Pirik comes to the national team and then he brings his girlfriend to the national ah. team hotel, you know. <laughs> to the camp. <laughs> Oh my so goodness. I, so so we were there like in Dubai with my girlfriend uh, eight eight days and then we took the taxi and we went to Abu Dhabi and she stayed in the hotel and I was training with the national team. <laughs> so it worked out quite well then in the end. Yes, your, yes, in the your, end. Your, yeah. your girlfriend or wife got her holiday and you you got to play with the guys, <laughs> disappear for a few days and play some football <laughs> and put your Finland jersey on. So that was yeah, pretty cool. Yes. Yes, in the end it worked really, really well. But in the in the beginning, I was stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I bet. How how you you have to tell us your how, how was that then? Walk into the walk into the team hotel with your girlfriend in your arm, and you say, "Hi guys, this is my, I'm here with my girlfriend." <laughs> That's why they say that the Finnish lot sometimes in the national team, yeah. those old players like they are laughing at me, man. Like, how is possible that <laughs> you you bring your girlfriend to the like national first team. ever, first, first ever caller. <laughs> yes, it's pretty cool. That's a cool story. I mean, but you know, I guess it, um, we've talked really extensively on this podcast over the years about the team spirit of the Finland team, and I guess that just shows that even even that situation, so great team spirit that that you can feel comfortable enough to um, yeah. to take your girlfriend to the national team hotel. <laughs> That's really cool. So yeah. Um, as you say, you took uh, you took the taxi, and um, your debut was as a second half substitute in in that desert friendly game against Sweden. Um, the result went against us that day, but how how was it to 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 get that jersey and make your hockey at national team debut? Yeah, it was amazing. You know, like uh, I I really never thought about it, but I, I would make it so early, you know, like from Rops, you know, I was thinking that, okay, I need to play abroad, you know, like I was all the time thinking about playing abroad, you know, and then maybe someday I will get call up and then all of a sudden, after a good season in Rovaniemi, Rops, I, I got the call up and I was like, all of a sudden I was playing against Sweden and I was like, wow, I want to get this more, this feeling, you know, yeah. to wear the Finnish national jersey on and and compete, you know, and help to finish country to 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 go to the Euro uh, Euro. So that's it. We'll 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 come to that, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, I wanted to ask Keke that, like, we're we're talking about being being selected by Hans Backer and his and his yeah. team, um, oh. and that for for us to watch, it, sometimes it it was a bit it was hard work to watch, and you know the. The, the the backer era is not looked on as fondly maybe as the River era at the moment. Um, how was it to be inside that team? Did you feel like the team could give more and was somehow being held back by the tactics at the time? Yeah, it was... I felt that 
it, it was like, of course, now it's easy to compare, but back then I was thinking that uh, somehow we just didn't have this chemistry or the, uh, we, we kind of had a, like a good, like we always had a good, good team spirit, but somehow we just couldn't get like any points. It was tough. Like when we when we came to the national team, it was like it was not the self confident that the people have it now. Like all the mm -hmm. players have the good self confident. They feel like okay, we will get points. We will win the games. We go there and we we will get three points. We will win the game. But back then it was different. You know, it was everybody was a little bit like. Uh, nervous maybe like how yeah like yeah hesitating you know yeah. like mm. how 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 does it work out you know and can we win this like it was just a different mindset yeah. it's, it's, mm. it's difficult to to describe but it was just dif different yeah okay yeah it's, it's it you i think after that that debut you are you had to wait um something like a year for your next involvement but after featuring in two more friendlies by the time the the World Cup qualifying campaign came around. You were a fully fledged squad member. Um, did you feel comfortable making the transition from Veikkaus Liga player to international football? How was that transition? Yes, I I really felt and I and I felt that I need to. I I was thinking that now I'm at the, at the moment of my career that I just need to take the next steps. I need to get abroad. I saw the players, I saw them, like, the level of them, you know, and I felt like, okay, I can play also abroad. Mm. It gave me the huge boost of self-confidence. It changed all, like, my mindset. Like, that, okay, I'm good enough to play abroad. I just keep doing, like, training really well, you know, and performing, and, and then I will deserve it someday for sure. And in the end, it happened, but, you know, like, it's... When I get at the national team, it changed my mindset. I was not yeah. thinking small anymore. I was thinking much bigger that okay, I really like I started to believe that I have a really chance to to play abroad. When when you well, were so... playing playing for the national team, who was there a, a particular opponent you played against that you thought you had a good game and that that gave you that boost? Or or maybe even who, who was the most difficult opponent you played played against in those international games? I felt like generally, like generally, it was just the atmosphere, uh, the environment within the, our own players, like within okay. the teammates. That I saw that okay, Puki, okay, Puki is. I, I was comparing myself to other players, like okay, Puki is playing there, Radetzky is playing there, uh, let's say Petteri Forsell is playing there, and Schuler is playing there. And then I started to feel okay, I have a chance if I do well, I have a chance to play abroad. Like it was just. Uh, you know, like generally, the the, the teammates of the national did that make myself thinking differently. Um, of course, yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting because um, you know, obviously your move abroad did come, but after after eighty or something games for Robs, the next move you you stayed in Finland. You you signed for arguably Finland's biggest club, Hoyuko Helsinki. Um, before we before we get to talk about how that move came about and if it was an easy decision for you to leave Rops and sign for Hoyiko, so you you touched on it there, you have a, so playing abroad was always a big thing for you, a big dream to to know that you had did that 
was that like the rubber stamp that you had made it as a as a footballer to to be playing in a, a league away from Finland? Yes, it was. I uh, I think it was. I was twelve years old, and I have an interview in my hometown's uh, newspaper, and they asked my, "What's your goal as a football player?" And immediately I answered, "Playing abroad." And I still have this. Uh, I think my father or mom. The clipping, know, yeah. They, they, <laughs> it's still it's still in their house, you know. And and sometimes when I tell this story, they are always saying that ah, you said wrong. It's not correct. It was twelve, not thirteen years old. You were twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but did yeah, you have a particular team that you supported overseas that you wanted to play for, like a, the dream club or? I, I I did have, but I think I didn't make it. <laughs> it was Real Madrid, you know. 19, okay, well, setting <laughs> yourself quite high targets there. <laughs> yes, nineteen ninety six. Since since then, I have been uh, following Real Madrid. It was because Roberto Carlos signed for Real Madrid nineteen ninety six, and when I was young, I was left back like six vs six games, and I was like short and and like just. <laughs> My profile was just like in Roberto Carlos, like short guy, but the big, big muscles, you know, and yeah. running a lot and left footed, you know, and I was just admiring him, you know, I was looking up to him and I wanted to play like him. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, you you need you need to dream big. But before we yeah. before we get to talk about you, you moving abroad, let's let's talk about your time at Hoyiko. I mean, um, they were going through a bit of a, a rebuild after missing out on two championships in Vegas League and you you then signed and became um became a stalwart of the defense for the next two years playing the majority of games at left back and you were rewarded with two Vegas leader championship winners medals and also a Sorman Cup. Um how do you you look back on that successful period at Hoyiko? Yeah it was amazing. We were also in the cup final the second year but we lost the final. But um yeah it was amazing we had a like really good team and and also as you see the players that i i played with they have or they still play in the high level like abroad also and 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 also in the in helsinki but you know it was it gave me a lot you know like i saw the really good players you i i saw the experienced players who has played abroad and 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 it was just uh you know, like the biggest team in Finland, you know, it also gave me the extra extra confidence because we were basically most of the games like just dominating and winning. And then at that moment, I had, I think I had a best like best uh, self-confidence. If I look up to the, the times before, you know. So it was, I felt like I'm unstoppable, you know, like I was just, uh, I was, I had a chance to attack a lot as a left back, you know, and I really enjoyed the time in Helsinki. So it was, um, it was super easy when they came calling for you to sign for them. There was no questions. It was ongoing. Yeah, it was when I heard that I have a chance, I was straight away, like I want to go, you know, it's uh, for me, it was like, no way I stay in, uh, in Rovaniemi if I have a chance to go to the biggest club in Finland. But the mm. problem was that, uh, you know, I was not free, you know, free agent. Uh, 
I had a one more year in Rovaniemi, you know, and then they started to negotiate how I can how I can go there. And I think Leo Weissanen came and it was like a little change, you know, that Leo Weissanen uh, came to Rops and I went to Helsinki yeah. and 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 then Helsinki paid some small transfer fee also. But yeah, it was a long long days, you know, to wait that if if the transfer goes through, you know. Uh, I was really, really, it was stressful times also yeah. back then, yeah. you know. So um, after those successful years in Helsinki, you joined the, the mini Finnish revolution that was happening in, in Tromsø when you signed for manager Simo Balakari. Was, so we you spoke about wanting to wanting to move abroad, and um, which kind of negates my next question, but... I was going to ask: Was the decision to move to Norway a lot to do with Simo, or was playing abroad something you always wanted to experience, which you've already answered? But but was was the Simo connection? Did it make it kind of easier to sign for Tromsø? Yes, of course, it was much easier because there was also the the physical coach uh, Jaska Ulovila. Uh, he was also there, and, and Simo obviously, and then. Only and Robert Taylor also. Mm. So it was, I was talking with them, you know, like my agent also. And then, and then I meant, then I, then I fl flew there and then signed. It was easy because I could see the city, you know, the, the, I knew already Rob from, from uh, Rob's, but, um, you know, like it was really easy when, when this deal came on the table, you know, I felt like, okay, this is right move to me. Simo's had a lot of success, um, starting with his time here in Sainiyoki and then Tromso and then Coops. What's what's his secret? What's what's special about him? What does he do to be successful? He's really passionate, passionate. You know, he's really passionate to to work. You know, he's uh, he's the ex footballer. You know, he has this uh, kind of how to handle and how to talk to, with the players, you know, like he's one of them and, you know, like he, he really enjoyed the coach and he's, he's, he's tactically, he's smart, but, you know, also he's, he can impro improvise on mm -hmm. the field, you know, like he, and he knows how to motivate the players. And I think these are the key factors that he yeah. has been really successful. Yeah. He's, um, He's doing okay. I think he's in Latvia at the moment, I believe, and um, yeah, doing yeah. doing okay over there. Um, you stayed at Tromsø for the 2019 season, and then um, you were on the move again. This time, signing for Slovak for Tuna Liga side AS Trenčín, uh, if I pronounced that correctly. Um, yeah, was it was it easy for you to move away from the Nordic region? I mean, I guess going to Norway, people you knew, other Finnish guys there, it wasn't so difficult, but to go, um, yeah, to go to Slovakia, new language, new culture. Um, how how was that? Ah, it was it was nice experience, you know. Like it was a little bit different, you know. It was more of the south from Scandinavia, you know. It was nice experience, yeah. you know. Uh, totally different mentality, uh, different climate, also. And I really started to enjoy, you know, the the warmer days, you know. <laughs> Win <laughs> winter winter is, was not so cold, you know, like it was more dry, you know. I, I really felt like 
I I felt home, you know. Also, there it, it it was easy to adapt and 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 I really liked to uh, play in Slovakia also. Also, the beer was good, you know. The Czech Czech beers, you know. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun, I mean, fun uh, to taste sometimes. Yeah, I mentioned your um your 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 own Instagram and yeah, I remember when you were at Trentin, there was like videos from the parties in the changing rooms after you guys had won and stuff like that. It seemed like the atmosphere in that in that locker room was was really great. You guys seemed like so together from your time in Trentin there. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, you know, like uh, we had a lot of players uh, like all over the world, you know, and it was mm. it was it was really nice. It was good. Actually the guys a lot of African players, you know, they they also they bring always a lot like laugh and and jokes and different you know different style you know yeah and the, sure uh, yeah it was it was really nice experience so I think you played something like sixty two times for Trentin and scored a scored a couple of goals and obviously yeah. you you said that you really enjoyed your experience but if we can just um just go back to talking about your international career for a second um Hans Backer had departed as as Mark said and then. River Canerva had come in as the Finland manager. Um, River had included you in almost all of his squads, and you were you were picking up more and more game time. Um, by the time the Euro 2020 qualifiers came around, we could see that Finland had really made some progress under under River. Could you personally feel the the difference in in the atmosphere in Hukia and feel that you guys were heading in the right direction under River? Yes. Yeah. That's that's the you can see, you can feel it, and you can see in from the results. You know, like he he has made a lot of uh, like amazing, amazing work in the national team. You know, taking us to the Europe and uh, Euro, sorry, and, and and it's it's been like, you know, like he find the the way, you know, to to connect us, and somehow we started to get, you know, the, you know the. The results, and then everybody started to believe, 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 and then it's like a culture thing, you know. Like now, it's different because the players, when they when they meet up, you know, they already feel that okay, we're gonna we're gonna go out there, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna smash the opponent if we do the right things together. You know, like we are really strong. That's the that's the mentality in the national mm. team now. Yeah, I mean. Um... Every, like you said, you guys started to believe. Everybody who was involved in Finnish football started to believe. The um, the momentum after the, the the Nations League and then going into the Euro qualifiers, the momentum that we picked up, getting more and more wins and points on the board. That that feeling of a, a wave coming was was it was so great. Um, you played the first two games of the Euro 2020 qualifying campaign and were on the bench for the following six fixtures. By the time that famous home game against Liechtenstein came around, we we felt that we had one foot in the in the Euros and River trusted you with the left back position. Um, how how you how were you feeling as you you lined up against Liechtenstein in in the Bolt Arena on that on that famous evening? Ah, it was the, the maybe the best best moment of my life. I don't say to my wife because we got married last year, but. <laughs> 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 but that was that was 
if I, if I need to choose one one night in my life, that would be it. <laughs> oh dear! This this whole week and this whole week and the ninety minutes was amazing. It was you could feel this buzzing buzzing all the all the week. You know, the media comes to the hotel and you have these media days and and everybody is so self confident and we we only focus on this one game and we are somehow we are like. We know that we're gonna make it, but we need to wait. And then we wait, we wait, we wait, and until the game day comes, we are like, okay, now we're gonna make it, you know. That and the dream come true, and then you know, like you could see, it. we were, we were like, we didn't hesitate. We we went out there and we played with the, like self confident, and we knew exactly what to do. And then it was like three zero, you know. In the end, it was. It was amazing feeling. I remember it was second half. You know, I said to Paulo Sarajori that I think we scored the second goal, and I and I shouted like, "No, we will make it now!" And then Pauko was like, "Shut your mouth! It, it's not over yet!" You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, we were, and we were laughing. And then I I think it was the third goal we scored, and Arayori said, "Yes, you were no. right. We go, we're gonna make it now." <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, um, as I said, you you played the full 90 minutes. You were so solid there at left back. And like you said, goals from Tuominen and um, and Puki saw us win 3-0, 3-0. What what a night. I mean, I myself was there in the stadium behind the goal. And then the moment came. And on the pitch. Yeah, well, (laughs) we'll get to that. Because the referee referee blew his whistle for, for full time and... The feeling that everybody had, we knew we had made our, our first ever major tournament. The the outpouring of emotion was just unbelievable. And I remember one one of the one of the images was yourself and Paulo Palasarioli just fall into your knees, like just yeah. uh, it it was it was it was so good. And then um, you have, um, I I have to say sorry, but I do have to mention this. Then there is there is a video where thousands of Finland fans are running onto the pitch and and you are trying somehow to hold I don't know are you trying to hold them back or did, did, did you feel that you could stop the whole of the Finnish football fandom running to the pitch or what what happened Billy you need to tell us <laughs> I I think I was really a bit too optimistic you know <laughs> I was thinking like stay there stay there don't come too too close you know and, and then but it, it's I look back and I see this video. I'm like, how stupid I was at the back. <laughs> but I should have shown that. Okay, come here, everybody, come here and enjoy. You know? <laughs> it's um, I, I well, I I can explain it. I think you you were maybe worried that UEFA might say, hey, because of this pitch invasion, then the the result is void or something. We can we can leave it there if you want, Billy. That's that, yeah. that's cool. But um, but yeah, everybody came to the pitch and. And the party started. It was it was just unbelievable. And yeah, we we need you to to tell us how 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 was the party that evening? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> we went all in, you know, like we were really really drunk and enjoying, you know, together. And then I remember we had to go to the crease. Uh, I think we had a match in uh, yeah, that's Athens, right. you know, and with a, with a, with a hangovers. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. I think we had a, like next morning. We had a little, little like activation outside in the like uh, around the hotel, you know, and everybody was feeling like sick, you know. We had a <laughs> really good hangover <laughs> or bad. How how yeah. do you want to put it? But yeah, it was it amazing night. We went all in and and then you you like we knew that, okay we we want to you know win also to Chris, but it doesn't matter anymore. You know we are in the Euros, you know, and once in a lifetime experience you have to enjoy. As a make as a professional of it. As a professional athlete, when you when you go out and party like that, the next day is it is the hangover worse? Because I don't know, maybe because you're dehydrated, or because you, you know, you you're, you're super lean, or does your fitness allow you to kind of shake it off a bit quicker? I think in the end, it it's maybe shakes off a little bit diff- like uh, quicker, you know, shakes it off a little bit quicker. Uh, but yeah, it's I think it's it's not a so big difference, mm. but it's also hard to hard to say because I've never been like really bad shape, so I cannot compare, you know. Well, when when you're 50 like me and maybe, you know, you put on a few pounds, then you can come back and tell us how the hangovers are when you're 50. (laughs) Also, I can feel it now, like when I'm turning 32 in October, I feel that now I take a couple of beers. I already feel just today I took two beers in Seina Yoki and I feel now, okay, okay, a little bit, you know, it's not normal, you know, because I normally I don't drink beers, you know. Mm. (laughs) It's good beer in Seina Yoki, that's the thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. there you go yeah. um so you're from those unbelievable highs and that little light-hearted moment we mentioned um we have to talk about something a little harder um obviously we had the whole covid situation and the delay to the tournament but when the time came for for rive to announce his euro 2020 squad many of us were really shocked and surprised to see that um, you were not selected. The, the, the Palo Lito made this really great video of the, revealing the names and everybody was waiting to see where is Piri and it, it just it just didn't come. Um, can I ask you, Juha, had, had Ribe been in contact with you to explain the situation? Um, how did you manage your own emotions of disappointment or anger? Um, while still being able to feel happy for your your teammates and and the achievement that you had been been part of. Of course, uh, I was really happy for the players who were involved. You know, like but of course, like I said before, it was the best nine of my of my life, and maybe the worst was the was the not getting called up to the Euros. And it's still it's it still feels ish, you know, like but I I think I have moved on, you know, like I can I can I can handle this pain already and, and but this is part of the football. You never know, you know. Once you are the start the next morning you wake up and you are the worst, you know. It's of course I was disappointed. Generally I was thinking that I will I will get to call up and I will deserve it, but but uh, they make the the coach make the decision, and and I need to appreciate it. I mean, um, this this may sound like a like a silly question, but as you as you watch those games, I mean, I'm assuming you watched those games. Did you did you feel that you yourself 
could have contributed? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, I, I, I watched all those games, and I was thinking that oh, okay, I, like I would, I would like to be there so much with my friends, with my teammates, the guys who who made it to the Euros. You know, like I think there were almost all the players who who more or less played us to the Euros. So, uh, so I felt like I was the one of the one of the two or three guys who didn't get to call up and yeah like I said before it felt pretty bad obviously we've seen some high profile names retire from the Hukiat team like your friend Palas Aurayuri um Toibi is also retired um are you you are you still available for selection if that if that call ever comes yes I'm still available yes I, I mean, never say well, Yes, yes, I seven. Uh, I never say no to to national teams, so I'm still available. I mean, um, whatever happens, you how you've been involved in around forty squads, I think, earning twenty caps, and that's an achievement that only some guys can can dream of. So, mm. whatever happens in the future, congratulations for your for your achievement that you got. I mean, you said yourself. You were 12 or maybe 13 when you said you were going to play football abroad and you were going to play for your country and you you managed to achieve that. So, um, yeah, yeah, thank you so much for answering those questions. But, yeah, congratulations for what you've done so far. And if um, Canada is listening to our podcast, then Billy is still available for selection. So so that's cool. But And, and if he is I'll, listening, um, we'd, we'd love to have him come on and explain it as well. Explain it, yeah. <laughs> I I will I will listen in that podcast. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure. I want to know yeah. the reason. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I mean, um, so I'll try and bring us up to date now. Um, Juha, you you spent, as I said, when we started, you spent your most recent season at the Greek Super League side Volos FC. You were there together with uh, Nikolai Alho, playing around twenty six games in your time there. I mean, um, the season was a successful one, as we said, um, qualifying for the Champions League playoffs. Have um, yeah. How how did it feel? Was you was you was you happy to be there? Was it nice to be there with Nikolai Alho? How was the? Were you guys like buddies all the time that you were there in Greece? You know, like uh, we both have a Finnish Finnish wives. You know, they also spend time together. You know, like also uh, I know Nico from Helsinki. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> we have had some good time. You know, over there and and also you know like. We both enjoy the play for Wallace. You know the city is really nice. It's uh, it's nice location. You know, like there is the sea. You know, and also the mountains. You know, the I think it's it's perfect location for us to play together. You know, it's uh, we have enjoyed a lot. We also have a both. We have a the, the the contract for the next season, and and we we are looking for the to play there for the next season also. Oh, that's brilliant news because um, I wasn't sure that, that your contract would roll over to next season. And um, yeah, so uh, so that's that's excellent. So you'll be returning to Greece in FC Volos? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I, ah. last, last summer I signed for two years. Ah, cool. That's cool. I mean, um, because we've seen some some big names come back to Finland recently. I mean, um, Yuka Raitala, Yono Toevio, Hoyiko, 
Palos Aulo Yuri is now in Ukkonen with um with Hoi FK um yeah. is is a is a after after Greece is there do you have your eye on some other location or or would coming back to Finland be something that interests you in the future Yes yes uh, for sure in the future but now like I think I want to play a pro as, as long as possible you know once I made it to the to the outside of Finland I want to stay there as long as possible and you know like just experience the new cultures countries leagues you know like I, I love football you know I love to play abroad and I hope that I can play for many years still you want to stay abroad, in the sunshine know, and... come on be honest <laughs> <laughs> yes I love it I love it yeah. <laughs> that's cool I mean um just a couple more things, Peter, before we let you go. The, um, yeah. the number six has featured heavily in your your choice of squad numbers. Is is that number six something special for you, or does it have some meaning, or is that just how it worked out? Yeah, uh, yes. It's it's the it's the story of of my father and uncle. They played uh, with the number six. You know, it's the it's the Pirin and number six. You know, I nice. need to. Yeah, I need. To, Include it, you know. If it's not six or sixteen available, I take it sixty-six. Yeah. And how, that's how it has been now, you know. Six, sixteen, or sixty-six. Nice. That's nice. So it's nice the, so it's the the family. Pirinen six is the um, is the legend. Yeah. Yes. 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 Nice. I mean, um, I said during the induction that you were a, a versatile player, and looking back through your career so far, you've featured at left back, left sided centre back. Right-sided centre-back, left wing, right-back. Which position do you feel most comfortable with, you and And, like, which one do you most enjoy? Right now, I enjoy the most centre-back, you know. Like, when I was younger, I was thinking that, OK, I, I'm going to make it in the left winger or right winger, you know. I want to play like Ronaldo or Messi or whatever, you know. Yeah. But then I, then I, like, started to realize that it's not possible you know my profile is not like a winger you know if i want to make it in the like make it in the top league in europe i need to play as a left back and then you know like uh, in the second year of slovakia i started to play the center pack you know and then i was like okay this this will be my position in the future like i i'm i'm tall enough you know and i'm strong in the air you know and and also now I feel like if I if I could go back to ten years, I would start to play as a centre back, and I think I could make the better career. But of course, uh -huh. it's easy to say if like now like. But I'm I think that would be the best like position for me. Yeah, and you 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 enjoy that position now. Yes, I I really enjoy it, and also you know like as a centre back you can play a little bit longer. If you play left back, you need to be fast, explosive. But if you are centre back, you can, you just read the game a little bit more, you know. And you need this positioning is really important, you know. And you don't need to be so fast anymore. I think that was yeah, a beautiful just... elevator pitch for River as well for the national team. <laughs> this is this is what I bring. This is what I bring to the team, boss. That's it. That's it. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean. The um, you know, just to just to one final thing, you are the um the most recent Finland squad has just been announced. I mean, um, I'm sure you you have a look at that and see who's included and the upcoming games. As uh, as I, I hope that you'll be watching those. I mean, um, how do you 
how do you feel that that looks that that Finland squad for the games against um, Slovakia and San Marino, Slovenia and San Marino? Slovenia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It looks a strong team. You know, they have a little bit new players. I haven't seen them so much, but um, I think they are really talented. Also, the young players and and they deserve it. You know, and I hope that all the best, of course. You know, and I want them to to win those games. You know, it's not easy, but um, but I but I really trust uh trust the guys. You know, I have a lot of faith on them. So let's let's take the six points out of those two games, you know. Let's hope so. I mean, um, the ticket sales have been absolutely through the roof. It's uh, the Finland football culture is growing and growing and it's um, it's fantastic to see. I mean, um, whatever comes your way next year, we'll be, we'll be keeping an eye on you in Volos next season and hoping that you get plenty of minutes at centre-back there and maybe chipping in with a few goals if you're, if you head yeah. up for some corners or something. But yeah. Um, yeah, very, very best of luck back in Greece. Um, Enjoy the rest of your holidays. And again, Piri, thank you so much for coming to the Finnish Football Show. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And um, yeah, I've been, I wanted to get that thing off my chest for, <laughs> for a long time. And now, now I can okay, rest. Now, but yes, you have, now you have. Yeah, now I've heard it from, from the guy himself. So it's, um, it's really great. But again, Juha, thank you so much. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Kitos, thank you for your time. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and also on Instagram. See the links in the episode description. You can also connect with the five hosts on Twitter, at Explore Finland, at FC Sorby, at Escape to Sorby, at Kekimulari and at Mano99. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.